0: Welcome to the Extra Point AFC and NFC Championship Edition with Bobby and Matt. Going to go ahead and talk about these upcoming games. We have the Tennessee Titans playing the. Uh, wow, just draw a blank. Tennessee Titans playing the Kansas City Chiefs after a dominating win versus the Texans, and uh, Tennessee getting a big win versus the Ravens, and then you have Green Bay versus San Francisco. So, big games coming up with me, as always, is Bobby and Matt. Bobby, what's going on, buddy? Life is good, man. Good to be back in the studio. How's How's it going? Good, good. Matt, how you doing in Virginia, buddy?
1: Same, same, man. All's good up here.
0: Sweet. So, let's go ahead and dive right into this. Uh, Obviously, the first matchup, we'll start with the AFC. It's going to be Tennessee heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Uh, Tennessee, once again, pulls off another improbable victory in Baltimore this time versus Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Um, Derrick Henry was a beast manhandled that game was every part of it and uh keeping with Tannehill not throwing over 100 yards a game it's just, 14 attempts yeah I, mean, I mean 14 yeah that's the game plan they need though and they're they're doing they know what they're good at which is smart uh hard nose playing on offense with the run game and, and strong defense to keep them behind the lines they did give up a lot of passing yards, but they were able to create some turnovers uh going into this game Bobby what's the biggest thing you're looking out for
2: Well, I mean, just going back to that Tennessee, um, you know, the uh, the Tennessee game this past weekend, um, they're playing amazing football right now. I mean, they have a recipe right now to go all the way. Because when you um, obviously pound the rock, Derrick Henry, I think, what, three consecutive games over 180 yards rushing. That's an NFL record. I don't think that's ever happened. Um, He's the workhorse. And, they're, you know, that time of possession is huge. I mean, they're obviously keeping all these high-powered offenses off the field and then doing enough what you need to do on defense. Um, They got a great recipe going right now. and. Vrabel's got it going on.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, he sets the record for most rushing yards in the first uh, four postseason starts, passing uh, Davis, Terrell Davis from the Broncos. Right. Uh, Matt, what do you think the biggest key is for Kansas City this week?
1: Uh, stopping, uh, stopping Derrick Henry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty simple, man. So
0: outside, uh, of, outside of the obvious, what, uh, what outside else? Outside of
1: what that, is, but I mean, I mean, that's the big deal because then of you, course. Ryan Tannehill can't do the play action, and he thrives off that. So that that'll throw Tannehill way off his game. Um, I think I think the reason why Tannehill's played so well is because of that consistent running game. He's never had that in Miami. He's always had you know hurt backs and you know a, a completely non non consistent running game over there in Miami. So now that he's he's got one, you know look what he's doing. So I mean to me that that's, I mean, that's it, man. Stopping, stopping King Henry.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I agree with you, Matt. I mean, obviously we know that Kansas city, you know, what their offense, I mean, what they were down 24 to nothing. And I don't, even when they were down 24 to nothing this weekend, I still in the back of my mind, I was like, these guys got to make a run and come back. But I didn't know they were going to, you know, do 28 unanswered in uh, one quarter and, um, just run away with that. So you, you obviously know they're going to put up points, but at the end of the day though, like Matt was saying, you're right. Um, Just keep feeding a guy, you know, you just want to keep that offense off the field as much as you can, because you obviously know that they're going to be scoring points. So just keep them off the field. I think that's the main focus right there is, uh, you know, um, for Kansas City is a stop Henry and for Tennessee, just keep pounding the rock and have him do what he's been doing.
0: Yeah. And uh, not only that, that, I mean, Kansas City, when they got going, it looked like when that game started, they got shell shocked. Uh, right off the bat, by Houston, they didn't really know what was happening to them. They were dropping easy passes. It looks like they just weren't even there. They hadn't even gotten you know out of the hotel or out of bed yet. Being in Kansas City, they were home. Uh, and then, you know, calm and poised, Andy Reid was able to get them going, keep them in the game, not let them you know keep their heads down or anything like that. And that was huge for them. Uh, the big thing being the consecutive – the six consecutive touchdown drives by Mahomes and Co. on that offense. Is that, that, what, offense. It was, is that yeah. what it
2: officially was? Yeah. yeah
0: Ke- uh, Kelsey, a big part of that drive. Yeah, I mean like, – talk about a guy that stress. was questionable going into the game. Exactly. He sure didn't look questionable to me. Yeah. No, he he dominated that game. He gave them a, a, a spark that they needed. And uh,
2: What about Hartman, that kid Hartman? Um, uh, the receiver um, – you guys know what I'm talking about um, – Anyways, for Kansas City, the pump, or the kit returner, um, the other speedster, everybody thinks of Tyree Kill, but it's like um, Hardman, I think is his name or whatnot, but um, he had a heck of a game as well. Um, they got a lot of weapons out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Um, we'll see what happens.
0: Well, let's go ahead and go into our picks for this game. Uh, I mean, obviously, Kansas City being the favorite at home, I don't think we have the line at this point right now. Um, but, uh, Matt, what are you thinking? what are you looking at in this game?
1: I have, Pardon. I got the chiefs, uh, you know, ultimately winning this game. Go either two ways. It's either the chiefs are going to, it's going to be, it's going to come down to the wire. And I believe I, I'm, I'm hoping that's, that's the choice that it's going to be. Is it's going to come down to the wire. I believe Derrick Henry is going to go off, uh, continue to get over 100, not 180 yards, but he'll get over 100 yards. But I just don't think it'll be enough. The Chiefs just have too much offensive firepower. And after that amazing comeback last week, I mean, they got all the momentum on their side right now. So. Oh, yeah, it,
0: it's big there in Kansas City. The fans are going to be there excited for sure as well. Tennessee, though, they're no stranger to this. This is this is kind of Road
2: status quo. right now. They're yeah. thriving
1: on it. it yeah, and thriving you're hot, on when you're
2: it. hot, I mean, the teams win Super Bowls like this when they get hot, and they're a hot team right now, and I guarantee you. Yeah. you know, um, Kansas City is going to be well aware of this game and how yeah. hot this team is right now. They so. will
0: not sleep on them. That's for dang right. sure. They will not. After what they've seen in New England and Baltimore, they will not sleep on them, that's for sure. Bobby, who are you taking?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's, I think this is going to be a really good game. I, I can see Tennessee coming out strong, obviously, um, you know, pounding Derrick Henry and, uh, you know, making Tannehill um, not have to force so many throws. Um, eventually I think it's just going to be a little too much in the second half. I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but, um, I mean, Kansas City has so many weapons. I was just talking about earlier Hardman. I mean, I think he had, like, what, six returns for, like, 152 yards. Special yeah. teams is one-third of the game. You know, that's going to be huge for them. Obviously, Tyreek Hill is going to be a factor. Travis Kelsey. Um, I think it's going to be high scoring. You know, I really do. Um, I got I got KC winning this game 38-31. to 31.
0: Well, I, I can't disagree. I don't I think it's gonna be a lower scoring game. I, for some reason I think this is gonna yeah, be a the game they finally yeah. they finally find out how to not stop but keep Derrick Henry at a low amount of yards. And by low amount of yards I mean like Matt kind of said, maybe around a hundred. So, so I'm thinking like the eighty to like hundred and ten yard range. On maybe thirty, be thirty-four focus. rushes. Yeah, they're going to try and shut him down early, and they're going to make Tannehill throw up. But the, right now, the big thing is stopping him in the fourth quarter. Once it, they, I've seen them stop him in the first and second, but with the amount of times they're consistently rushing him, and now he just keeps coming in, hammering. It, it gets it wears on a defense. And I mean, no bigger uh, no bigger example than Baltimore last week. You know, with Earl Thomas facing the wrong way, lead blocking Derrick Henry down the field. Uh, so it's gonna be a tough matchup. I'm taking KC in this one, the uh, 17 to 14. It's gonna come down to like a game with a, a field yeah. goal, touchdown, something like that. It's gonna be a low-scoring game. Look for turnovers, really. I on. mean, I
2: expect Kansas City to put a lot in the box because you know oh, yeah. Tannehill and company, you know, outside wide and all that, really don't scare them. I mean, they kind of are a one-man army right now. Um, and I'm sure the other previous two teams that played, um, you know, Tennessee also have that same mindset. But Matt West, like you just said, though, don't let that guy get. Don't let you know. Don't let them have a close game going into the fourth quarter, third quarter, because that's where he'll take over and pound. So can't wait to watch
0: it. Yep. One of the two big games coming up this weekend. The second one being Green Bay heading to California, San Francisco, to take on the 49ers. Big matchup, obviously, being in this championship game. Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo. You got Shanahan versus LaFleur. Two former Redskins assistants that were fired. Once again, for the second year in a row, there will be a former Redskins assistant that will be in the Super Bowl as a coach. Wow. McVay last year and this year will be Shanahan or LaFleur. Um, Both have coached their teams to excellent seasons. LaFleur um, with Rodgers. Garoppolo having a healthy year now has been strong and been great, and they've had an outstanding defense as well. And Green Bay, we've also seen a better defense than we're accustomed to seeing from them. Uh, Matt, going into this with Green Bay, what's the biggest thing you're looking looking for from them?
1: Well, uh, another uh, coaching fact here is that uh, Matt LaFleur was – Matt Ryan's quarterbacks coach, and when Kyle Shanahan was the uh, offensive coordinator here for two years, he was. Yep. So he was there, took us to the Super Bowl. So he's been there, done it. You know, Um, it's gonna be. I think this game is gonna be like a classic game, man. Forty nine or you know, Forty Niners, Packers. This is old school, man. Nineties football, Uh, right there. Yeah, man. I love this matchup. This is the matchup that I predicted. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think me and Wes were talking about it, yeah. uh, you know, off podcast. But uh, I mean, wow, uh, I'm I'm going with the 49ers. Um, I just think they have too much on both sides of the ball. Packers are, you know, they're showing some fight, but unless Aaron Jones goes off and uh, and you know, and then Aaron Rodgers, you know, has a couple of more <laughs> touchdown passes to Devontae Adams, then I don't know. I'm picking the 49ers to win this game in a close one. It's going to be a shootout. I'm picking them to win 34 31.
0: All right. Matt goes to San Francisco. Bobby, what say you? <clears throat> Can't wait
2: to watch this game. Like Matt was saying, I mean, we're dating back right here with two historic teams, you know, that battled it out in the 80s and 90s, you know, obviously Packers, 49ers. Um, this one's a toss-up to me. I'll be honest with you, man. It's almost like a flip of coin. Um, Aaron Rodgers just never seems to, you know, amaze me even more than he can. I mean, that throw that he made last week to oh, Devontae Adams at the end was just kind of reminding me of that one throw that he made against the Cowboys. You know, I think I was actually watching it here with Wes. Yeah. You know, here at the house. Uh, who was it to the tight end? Uh, uh, remember the Packers tight end. Cooks. Um, yeah, exactly. So, Cooks. So, um, this is going to be a hard-fought battle, and I think it's going to be definitely low scoring. You know, I mean, um, not – Extremely low scoring. Um, I think most art, The running back for the 49ers is definitely gonna be key. He's looking really fresh right now, um, doing really good things for them. Um, I think this game comes down to a turnover, you know, late in the game. Um, but I'm going with Green Bay on this one. To tell you what, fellas, I'm gonna go with Green Bay. I got Aaron Rodgers continuing that miracle. I see them going back to the Super Bowl. I got Green Bay winning this game, 25 to
0: 22. Taking Green Bay. Yep. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yep. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yep. i am going with Green Bay, too. Um, okay. Right. Uh, I like Green Bay as the underdog. I like Aaron Rodgers as an underdog even more. Yep. Uh, the defense, uh, you have the uh, Smith with with the whole snub, rightfully so, kind of look at things. I think they're playing with a different kind of uh, a motivation. San Francisco, I think San Francisco's been pretty clean all year. Uh, but they've also been doubted all year as well. So, you know. I, this one can go either way. I just It's going to be really big that that Garoppolo and, and Kittle get going early on. And this defense led by Sherman, who has been excellent this year. Uh, and Bosa, who's also been excellent. And now proving more why he will probably end up being the rookie of the year this year. I'm going with Green Bay. Close one. It's going to be... Uh, man, with Aaron Rodgers, I, I think he's going he's gonna to try and do a little much at the end. But uh, something's going to save him, whether it be a controversial call or just... Some sort of classic play. I'm taking Green Bay in this one, 24, 17 Green Bay. It's gonna be a close game. I'm taking a uh, Super One, Super Bowl One for Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl One rematch. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And uh, we'll see how that goes next week. But uh, th- those, those are the championship games. That's all we have right now for those. Let's go ahead and talk. Ha- uh, actually, before we go Hall of Fame, let's go retirement.
2: Yeah, I gotta leave uh, here in a few minutes, so let's we'll go ahead and talk we'll, about that. Yep. Absolutely, Luke Keekley, you want to start with him? Be-
0: well, before we start with him, we'll, we'll go ahead. And, uh, Antonio Gates also is retired. Yes. Uh, let's, I want to make sure that he was mentioned as well. Needs Ant- to be for sure. Yep, Antonio, the future, in my opinion, Hall of Famer will be uh, will not be coming back. Spent all the seasons in San Diego slash L.A. with the Chargers. How many years is that again? I believe it was 16, 16 or seventeen. Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. yeah. So he did retire, and then you had the surprise retirement of Luke Keekley Go ahead.
2: Yeah, just, you know, that was, I don't know if you guys watched it and uh, a lot of people did last night at his press conference. It was um, very surreal and kind of sad because um, you're talking about a guy that just literally, you know, played the game, you know, the game, the way that linebackers played the game in the, um, you know, in the 70s and 80s and 90s, you know, when there really wasn't that much talk about, you know, what the um, brain injuries and, you know, like what can happen to your body when you just lay it out like, he, like Luke Keeley did every single day. That kid would put his nose in. He would take a pulling guard. It doesn't matter how big they were or whatnot. He played old school football. And um, it's just sad to see him go. And, um, you know, at 28 years old, um, love him, man. I mean, he was one of my favorite players, you know, uh, linebackers, not just linebackers, but players in the NFL. And um, it just kind of goes to show you, you know, the amount of wear and tear that these people, you know, put on their bodies to entertain us. And, um, yeah, yeah, I um it's sad to see him go, um, heck of a career. Mm -hmm. And, um, I wish him nothing well going forward in the future for sure.
0: Absolutely. Matt, any take on it?
1: Oh man. Yeah. No, that the video was uh, extremely tough to watch, man. Um, I mean, I know it sounds stupid, but, uh, I I agree. No, I mean, as a kid playing soccer, you know, just in basic, you know, rec league, you know, I'm not the biggest, the strongest, whatever, but, you know, I I put my heart and soul into it, uh, you know, when I played my games and everything like that. So I I couldn't even imagine being in the NFL, you know, on that elite level and, uh, you know, being still technically in his prime, Mm -hmm. what what should be his prime and and bowing out, you know, uh, very courageous of him, you know, probably smart on his part, you know, the way that he played, he was brutal, man. Uh, it's actually funny on uh, Matt Ryan's, I, I think it was his Instagram or Twitter account. He posted a picture of uh, Luke Keekley. I mean, just sandwiching him on the ground. I That's mean, awesome. Com- <laughs> I mean, I mean, just completely wrecked him and said, "I'm glad I don't have to see this anymore." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But congratulations, you know, blah blah on blah, right, a great right, right, career. Right. You're, you're, you're a Hall of Famer, you know. All right. So um, now, tough to watch that video though. Uh, but you know, again, he's probably making the right decision, you know, for himself, and he'll have a you know healthy life, and he'll live, and and be able to walk, and have grandkids, and kids, and all that, all that other good stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, very similar to Andrew Luck's situation. Absolutely, you know? yep. Him, Gronk, as well. I mean, yeah. a lot of them. Even a uh, Cam they Chancellor. They get the bigger
2: picture now. These guys are starting to get the bigger picture.
0: Yep. You know I mean, Cam Chancellor, thirty, retired as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah, it's becoming and, more and of a thing. There's there is people life after out there football.
1: that. Yeah, exactly. But the, and then there's people that are saying, "Oh yeah, football's dying." Blah blah blah. No, never, man. Because there's 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 always going to be there guys out there that they know what they signed up for. Oh, they yeah. don't care. They're gonna play 16 years, you know, and and and. Do what they got to do, and they don't care. They just love the game, so right. it's gonna go on. Trust me. I don't believe in any of that. No, it bullshit. will. And you get, <laughs> and, I,
2: and I I I'm not a fan of the naysayer saying, oh well, these guys get paid millions and millions of dollars. Well, you know what? They do have lives too outside of football. They do have wives and kids and all that. Yeah, like they, exactly. Is it really worth? There's not that much money. There's no money in the world that's gonna you know make you brain dead or a vegetable or not mm-hmm. remember anything in life at the end of the day. So, I get it.
1: Yeah, yeah totally agree.
0: Totally agree. Well, question is, is he, will he go into the Hall of Fame? I'll speak first on this. Um,
2: it, it's not going to be a first ballot. No. You know, it's definitely not going to be a first ballot. I mean, could he squeeze in, you know, like, you know, 10 years down the road when there's, you know, not that, um, our quote unquote week ballot year or whatnot. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Possibly.
2: I mean, he's, um, uh, I think he's been defensive player of the year or rookie. I think he was NFL rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year one year. And, back to I, back. and then back to, and then he was uh, defensive MVP at one year. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, he, uh, his stats speak for himself, but longevity is a big thing that brings people into the NFL, especially nowadays. Like back then when you had Gale Sayers that made it after four seasons, that's one different, that's one thing though. But, um, I don't know, Wes, um, uh, I, I personally I'll be honest with you I think probably no you know um but I would not be surprised and I would love it if you did but I think it's just something that would be definitely down the road more
0: Matt what's your thoughts
1: sorry what was that <clears throat>
0: oh, sorry I went out of the mic there uh, what's your thoughts on it like Luke Luke Keekly Hall of Famer
1: um yeah um phew, it's close I mean I believe, like like Bobby said, maybe in ten years. I think the way the NFL is going, like you said, like we've all seen these guys, you know, retiring, you know, a little early now. So, uh, with that trend going on, I think that he'll probably get in, but it's going to be a while. It's definitely going to be ten, possibly, you know, fifteen years. Like he might have to wait a while. But uh, um, I mean, over at th- was it over at. Thousand tackles mm-hmm. um, i mean he, he's got impressive numbers don't get me wrong but i mean it's he's he's right there he's on the verge so let me know. ask
0: you this let me ask you this both of you guys uh had they won super bowl 50 versus the broncos is he a hall of famer then does yeah. that change anything um Maybe maybe it doesn't.
1: Be, honestly, honestly, I can't remember his stats even during the uh, in that game. Well, no, just in general
0: uh, to to hit to the to the totality so of I his don't, career.
1: I, I don't, a Super Bowl I mean, ring of added course, to his. Of course, yeah. yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Yes, that's, that adds that adds it to anybody. You know what I mean? Definitely um, good on a, your resume for sure. Yes. yeah, as a middle linebacker, it's not as prestigious as it is. Uh, you know, a quarterback or you know a star wide receiver or anything like that—it's it's not going to be prestigious as that. But yeah. I don't know.
0: I—I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll get in eventually. But we'll. Uh, we'll go ahead and leave that there. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Alright, and we are back. Me and Matt here. Bobby, unfortunately, had to leave us a little bit early, but we're going to continue on with the uh, Centennial Hall of Fame class. Now, this is something special they've done for the 100-year anniversary of the NFL, and they selected 15 Centennial class uh, players, coaches, anybody that had a big impact on the game, and we're going to go ahead and go through those. Now, there's also going to be, um, in addition to that, five modern-day selections, your typical Hall of Fame class. Uh, That will be uh, announced the day before the Super Bowl during the NFL Honors on February 1st. But here's the uh, Centennial Class of 2020. You have Jim Covert, um, offensive tackle for the Chicago Bears, 1983 through 1990. Uh, you have Winston Hill, offensive tackle, the New York Jets and the Los Angeles Rams from 63 to uh, 77. Uh, Harold Carmichael, 19, or 1971 and 1983 with Philly and Dallas. Uh, Duke Slater for the Milwaukee Badgers from 1922. Until 1931 when he finished with the Chicago Cardinals. So you're talking way back. Uh, Ed Sprinkle, 1944 to 1955 with Chicago Bears. Um, Steve Sable, um, administrator and president of NFL Films. Really big, really huge vital part to the NFL. Somebody that kind of has basically set the NFL to where me, Matt, you know, anybody younger listening can view players, personnel, coaches of the past, and, and really get a good aspect of, of what was going on during that time. Um, he's kind of the, the architect of that, so he was huge, huge to the NFL. Alex Karras, the defensive tackle uh, for the Detroit Lions from 1958 to 1970. Bobby Dillon, 1952 to 1959 for the Green Bay Packers. You had Donnie Shell, 74 to 87 with the Steelers. Um, Gerald Young, contributor and general manager of the Baltimore Colts. He also played or was with the Miami Dolphins and the New York Giants, leading all the way up until 2001. Cliff Harris, 1970 to 1979. Uh, Max Speed, defensive end, 1946 to 1952 with the Cleveland Browns. And then finally, you have Paul Tagliabue, obviously the the previous commissioner of the NFL from 89 to 2006. He during his tenure, he had the Jaguars, Panthers, Texans, and Cleveland Browns. He was he was part of all of them coming to be during that time. So that's your centennial class. Again, you will have five more inductees on February 1st, and it's going to be more of your current modern-day players. Matt, I know you had something you wanted to get into. Let's go ahead and jump into that. Uh, OBJ.
1: Yeah, man, I just uh, wanted to quickly uh, bring this up and and see what your thoughts were, and I wish Bobby was on to uh, be able to give us his thoughts on this as well. Uh, OBJ, you know, throwing money out, uh, you know, handing it out to the players and stuff. I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, do you think that he should actually be charged for that? Do you really think that that's something? Oh, he's giving he's giving them extra money for playing. It wasn't for football. Was it? it was I mean, he could just be giving out money just to give out money. Like, yeah. So. You know what I mean? You know.
0: So my, my whole take on this now, there's several different things that have kind of gone on since that LSU championship. So the first thing was the money situation. Now with the money situation. He initially handed out the money I want, um, to players. You could see it on the sideline, clear as day. I understand what he's doing. I get it. He's excited for his, to his LSU team. Probably not the best time to do what I understand. Do I think he should get in trouble for it? No, not necessarily. I just think it was a dumb move on his part. Um, now, right. at one point, they said something about it being counterfeit. Uh, like Or not counterfeit, excuse me, like phony money, like fake money, play money, so to speak. Uh, right right well Bar- i don't believe that okay so, so to add credence to your belief um joe burrow is actually on with barstool sports the other day and they asked him about it. they said hey is this you know is this fake was it fake money he's like well i'm not a student athlete anymore so i can tell you no it was in fact real money so he kind of threw that one out out from you know under him so True, that was that was right. one thing with with uh, obj now where things kind of, so that's a, that's going to be a pending investigation for the ncaa and lsu and lsu's already said they're looking into it and Again, I don't think he should get in trouble with it, but it's going to be a bad look, uh, and that's just kind of what OBJ does. You know, any any media is good media for him, I guess, in that aspect. Now, where things start getting bad for him, uh, and this isn't really bad, but he starts interrupting Coach O during a championship speech. That's that's not a big deal. Um, but he also is had a warrant out for his arrest uh, for quote unquote assaulting a security guard. I now, saw the video. <laughs> yeah, he just runs up behind a security guard and just smacks him in the ass. Slap and Slap him in the butt. Yeah, I, I, and then he kind of just – it was like no big deal to him. Um, mm. And I guess the, uh, the security guard wants to press charges against it, so I was looking into it a little bit, a maximum fine of up to $1,000, so probably what he handed out to the players. At minimum, and uh, up to six months in prison, which we know is not going to happen. So this will be something that will most likely just go away. I, I don't really see too much. Result
1: in maybe a fine or something correct. ridiculous and an apology and blah, blah, blah. Correct. Which and, I think it was ridiculous. He should not have done that. I don't care who you are. That was, you know, the, he, there's, the camera was right in front of him. He knew that there's camera. Everybody's got a phone now. Yes, you know? so yes. So it was just stupid. I, I don't know why he's still doing these things, but. Glad he's on the Browns and not my team.
0: Exactly. I'm with you there 100%. Now, speaking of problems, let's go ahead and move on to Antonio Brown. I'm going to let you go ahead and take the lead on this one as well.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I've been thinking about this for a while. You know, um, you know, he's gone nuts. I mean, th- this behavior is just, uh, you know, it's too outrageous. There's too many, you know, outrageous claims on him You know, with the frostbite you know, from the beginning, you know, from the off season to the helmet situation, to just posting all that crap on social media, mm-hmm. recording a personal conversation with John Gruden. You know, yes. it's just ridiculous. That's just the top. That was just the beginning, and then, yeah. you know, there's the sexual harassment claims and assault claims and everything else. Um, you know, it. <laughs> It was just a matter of time for for uh, you know Drew to back down, his his agent to back down, and and say, hey man, I I'm trying to help you, I want to help you, but you got to get help yourself. Yes. And I believe that that's true. I agree. And uh, especially after this last you know video that just came out this past week with him berating uh, police officers in front of it and saying. I mean, derogatory. You things. can look up the video right yourself. Kid, it's very derogatory. It's yes, it, right in front of his kids. The I, I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, yeah, I think he he needs to, uh, you know, maybe check himself. He needs to get himself evaluated, and I mean that in the most serious, honestly, way. honestly, the nicest way. Yes, no, it's very serious. And that's
0: thing. what Drew Rosenhaus alluded to as well. He's like, look, I until he gets mental health, I cannot, you know, I cannot represent him in all in in all seriousness. I cannot represent this guy um Mm. and he and that's saying something because he's been through thick and thin with antonio brown like you said i mean starting you know from and we said this in the off season that this was going to blow up we all knew it was coming it was just a matter of time it went from there to new england you know and 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 the guy he needs to get some help and until he gets help i don't see him returning to the nfl again
1: yeah no neither do i neither Mm. do i at all
0: no not not in the least uh, um,
1: I want to go ahead and throw this in there. This is actually breaking news that just actually happened. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to report it from Bleacher Report here. Uh, the Giants hire Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator. Wow. All right. Uh, yeah, exactly. So there you go.
0: Well, that takes him um, out of the bucket of Jacksonville, so that is fantastic news.
1: Um, exactly.
0: Now um, – now speaking of wh- that, that's so so let's kind of talk about that for a second since we got two seconds. seconds. Um, with him as an OC, he has had some some very good success as the offensive coordinator. So this could be a potential good move for for uh, for that Giants team. It's going to help from a, a head coaching standpoint because he does, it regardless of what you think of the guy, he does have the experience. He's going to get a really good running game. He's going to have a, a, a rookie quarterback to work with. So I, he's got a lot of good things in his direction. If they have a good draft, get some offensive line help. I can see see him having some success there, but uh, what do you think about the move?
1: No, I do too. I, I I like the move, like you said. You got a young, you got Daniel Jones, uh, young. You know, he's a rookie this year. He's got a year under his belt now, and let's see. You know, if you can build on that, um, you have you know one of the top five backs possibly in the league, and Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. uh, Evan Ingram, I believe, is still on the team. uh sterling shepherd uh you know they got some pieces on that team so uh yeah they need to build up their lines offense and defense and um yeah no i think that was a pretty decent hire for for the giants
0: okay i i agree with you on that as well i think i think gary you know from the head coaching experience it's just going to be really big it'll be nice for him to be able to take a step back as well and kind of you know get out of that dallas he's been in that dallas limelight for so long and he's had so many conflicting you know hate and love relationships in that organization that i think it's good for him to get out of there now the the bad part about it for him is he's going to new york where there's going to be nothing but media around him constantly and the fact that he was in dallas so long and now he's coming to an nfc east rival is going to add even another layer to that on top of everything else
1: right exactly
0: so we're going to finish up here in a minute uh matt do you have anything else you want to add
1: um, just briefly, yeah, uh, the, the, uh, the NFL PAs, the, the CBA negotiations. Yes. Um, let's not, let's not even go into detail right now. Maybe we can do that. We could probably do that for a whole podcast actually with Bobby. Oh yeah. Uh, when he comes back, we can really do dive into, you know, the nitty gritty on, on the CBA. I think I, I'd like to hear Bobby's perspective on that. He, yes. He's, he's a little bit more involved in the, in, in football than we are. Um, so I'd really like to hear what he'd like to you know, say on that. Um, but we could just talk about right now, uh, do you see the NFL uh, going into a lockout and not playing in the, 2021, in the 2021 season?
0: You know, a year ago, I would have said yes. I'd, I'd see the lockout happening. I, for some reason right now, I think they're heading – heading in the right direction at the moment there hasn't been a real controversial thing that's happened as far as the negotiations from what i hear and i hear a lot of the the small things that need to get worked out are getting done pretty fast so i think this will get done um but i in my opinion if that's going to work and this is going to be successful it's going to have to get done in this offseason once the season starts i don't see it getting done and that's when i that's when i'm going to start to get nervous but right now I, i i'm pretty confident that this is going to get done i know that one of the big things on the table is going to be um uh like painkillers, uh, marijuana use, getting that off as far as something that's going to be tested. Um, Health care mm-hmm. for players after the retirement is another big thing that is consistently talked about, which it should be. You'll you'll see a rise in salary as well come with that, in my opinion. But
1: um, yeah, minimum salary, at least correct. you know like the the minimum wage quote unquote which, of NFL.
0: A lot of yes. players, a lot of college players are paying attention to this. And because they're paying attention to this, you're seeing more and more kind of stick back in college this season. We just had the, the Clemson running back. He was, he had committed and now he decommitted. So those are the kind of things you have to think about because next year you can make more money potentially being a first round pick than you can this year. Like somebody like Trevor Lawrence could, is going to make tons more than like somebody like Joe Burrow will make coming out of the draft, regardless of who you think is better. Right. So, um, that's something that I think about. It, it's going to come down to money, healthcare, and then what they're testing for. Because it, we're getting to the point now where they need to just go ahead and get rid of the whole marijuana testing. It's just there's no point in it. Um, it's it's causing players to get uh, addicted to prescription painkillers. And they're handing it to them like candy. So I want to see that go away. And I'd rather see... I mean, you, you would have so much more talent back in this league if you had half the players that got in trouble for marijuana use back in. Um, and... I just don't think it's doing any damage to them per se, or it's giving them any sort of beneficial advantage that a prescription painkiller wouldn't.
1: No, I believe that. I mean, I believe if they're using it, you know, after games, uh, after practices, things like that, they're using it to heal and correct. And, you know, um, doing what they have to do to recover other than clearly getting addicted to painkillers, which like you said, they feed them out. Like it's like, it's candy. Like it's nothing. They try to, you know, they give them these shots and do all this, all these other things that, yeah, it fixes it right now. But down the road, it's, it's, you know, we've, we've seen from a lot of other players what the, you know, what, what, what the causes are of that.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, what do you think is going to be the big deal? What hot button issues do you see a lockout?
1: <clears throat> um so i mean i actually i i, I really do I, I i think there might be a lockout and they might not i don't as of right now i don't see it being for a full season but it could go into the year you know once we start missing a couple games you know the owners are going to want their money so they're really going to start uh you know once we start once they start missing regular season games it's going to be a big deal to them the owners that is so oh, yeah they're going to want to get a deal done. Um. Will it get done? I, I'm I'm still 50 50 on it. There's still a lot to be you know left out on the table here. Um, like you said, minimum wage, you know that, that that's going to get brought up. Um, salary. I mean, there's just so there's so many different variables. Um, it, it's hard to see. Um, I heard that they were close, and then we were they're not close. So yeah, no, I, it's it's too too far away to judge now. You know, maybe we can. Like I said, we can really delve into it, get all the information out of it, and and, and go from spend there. some time on it. But really, maybe maybe a couple months from now. Agreed. Um, you know, we can, we can revisit this and, and really go into it.
0: I like it. I like it. And, you know, something else I was also thinking about, and I'm going to throw this out to not only you, um, but everybody listening as well. It'll be kind of cool to see who's actually paying attention, who's listening. But uh, I'm thinking about doing maybe a 32 teams in 32 days where we have, um, or 32 episodes, however you want to do it, uh, where we break down one team a day. And then we talked about potentially doing this last season, but it was just so tight when we started because we didn't start our first episode to almost the draft. Um, this year we'll obviously have a lot more time but maybe 32 teams and 32 episodes or something like that where we can bring in you know a viewer and somebody if if somebody listens to this episode put your name in the bucket on facebook or, or twitter and we'll definitely lock you in but you know hey well, let's talk about the Redskins. Let's talk about the ca- uh, Cowboys. Let's go ahead and talk about the Saints. Something like that, you know, get some different perspectives from people that you know. Maybe me and you can't get, you know, somebody that's maybe a Cleveland Browns fan. Well, how have you felt about the season? You know, how you were so high up coming in, and then it kind of ended on a, on a somber note. So, what are your thoughts about next year? Stuff like that, and I thought that would be something pretty cool we could do.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yep.
0: So before we finish up, I want to do a cool little game. Um, I have the top twenty-five. As of today, top 25 free agents. Now, we're going to keep it really simple, so we're not going to go too in-depth with it right now because we really don't know the future of what's going to happen with these guys. But I'm going to give you a mat, and you're going to tell me whether they're going to stay on the current roster, so whether a deal's going to get done or a tag, either way, um, or you think they'll be on a different team next year. And we're going to go through the top 25. I'm going to start from 25 and work my way up to one as far as NFL.com's rankings. Now, these rankings are... Uh, again, per NFL.com, uh, Greg Rosenthal's article, you can check it out. Again, NFL.com. We're going to start with number 25, Jack Conklin, offensive tackle for the Titans. Um, Titans' uh, rugged right tackle was back to his normal old form in 2019 after tearing his ACL two seasons prior. He was a very solid lineman, and he's been really great in the playoffs for them. Uh, definitely a big part of that Derrick Henry run game. Do you see him on the Titans or on a different team next year?
1: Definitely on the Titans. I uh, d- Definitely don't see them letting him go.
0: Um 24 you have Anthony Harris Vikings uh I, I know you're very familiar with him safety uh is he going to be on the Vikings next year or do you see him going elsewhere?
1: It's tough. I, I don't really see them moving on from Harrison Ford, so or Harrison Ford. Harrison. <laughs> 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 Anthony you know, Harris. Yeah, it's funny. I was That's just great. watching, it. you know why I said that it was because I was just watching a damn, the fugitive. There you great go. Movie. Anyway, <laughs> um That's awesome. That's hilarious. That is Uh, Harrison Smith. Anyway, back to football. Harrison Smith. Anthony Harris.
0: Anthony Harris.
1: No, no, I I know, but I don't see. I don't see the Vikings getting rid of Harrison Smith. Got you. To and putting in Anthony Harris. I don't see that happening.
0: Understood. Uh,
1: So I mean, they they could re-sign him and put him a you know, depending on the deal, as a backup, or they could put him a strong safety. But I don't see him. Yeah.
0: Bud Dupree, linebacker for the Steelers.
1: That one's tough. Uh, he's been on and off. He's been a little uh, inconsistent over his, you know, first few years here. Uh, I think that he'll probably resign though on a on a lower deal.
0: I agree with the you. Team. The one thing that makes it really hard is the fact that he had such a good 2019. And you made a really good point. They refer to him in the article actually as a poor man's D Ford. Um, as far as the free agent crop, but I I think he will end up there on a smaller uh, contract. I agree with you, Matthew yep. Houdon, um, offensive line or offensive linebacker for the Ravens. See, with this one, I think it, he's going to stay. I think he's going to stay.
1: I think he's going to stay. They let, yeah, I think he's going to stay as well. They let. Um, I mean, Zadarius Smith was a beast, but. Yeah, I think they're gonna they, they gotta keep him. They gotta keep him. He played too well this year and that with that Ravens group probably is gonna stick together one more year. I don't see them letting too many people go. They're I probably agree. gonna try to run it back one more year. And just you know like they have it.
0: And you know another thing about that too, I feel like in these sort of situations where you know you're right there on the cusp of it, players are more willing to take a cut in that situation. Exactly. They're more willing to restructure. Exactly. Anthony Costanzo, offensive tackle for the Colts at age thirty one, um, he is uh one of the most consistent players at that position. Do you think the Colts retain him or they let him go?
1: Yeah, that one's tough. I mean, uh, I, I'm I'm not sure how long he's been there. I don't know if he's been there his whole career or not. Um, you know, but I, I see them. I see them probably keeping him. It, you know, he's ve- he is very reliable. I don't think he's missed much time in the past few years, you know, due to injury or anything like that. So, and that's been an issue for the Colts over the past few years. Is their offensive line? So, and and
0: he, I, I, I say on a short deal. Yep, I agree with you. And I think him at 31 right now, he's one of the leaders 30-ish. of that offensive line. Um, I think he's a good mentor for that offensive line to keep them going. And he's been through the bad years, and now he's starting to get to the good end of it. I don't think he's going to be ready to go anywhere yet. And that's one of those, another one of those situations where I think he'll just stay put. Number 20, this is a really interesting one because you're going to have to think, this guy could get paid a lot of money this offseason, especially with what he's done for the, in the playoffs so far. Derek Henry, free agent.
1: Yeah, this one is really tough. Uh, I mean, you would like to think the Titans would, you know, resign him, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, who knows what their cap situation is and, who, and, and you know, who else they got to resign. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that's really, other than possibly, you know, Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. uh, giving correct. him a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, so in that aspect, I, I see them resigning him, but who knows, they might, you know, you know how people treat their running backs. Correct. You know, like it's a Bill Belichick way. Is that's the way I believe. I'm I'm upset that the Falcons have all this money tied up in Devonte Freeman, and he's probably never will never be the same that he was, and um, they just have short lifespans, so uh, it, it's 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 tough. But I do see them resigning him.
0: Yeah, I, I think this is going to end up being a, t- a tag situation. I think this is going to be a situation where he gets tagged, but he has Derrick Henry. He knows what he's worth, especially <laughs> no more than this year, especially no more than this year um and this was the year of all years for him to go off so I think this is going to be a situation where the Titans are going to get put in a bad position where they're going to have to pay him more money than they really want to even though they want to keep him there's no doubt in my one they want to keep him but I think this year he's going to get tagged and then next year they're going to get a deal done because they're going to want to get Tannehill locked up too but I will talk more about him later Jameis Winston we both know I don't really even need to go into this much I'm almost 100 percent confident he's gone especially with the comments of Bruce Arians uh, basically saying they can win with any quarterback I mean Matt do you think he's going to stay
1: I think he is really, really.
0: That's fascinating. I do,
1: yeah, I really do. Um, I think Winston. I, I mean, his agent's gonna. Feel, I mean, he's probably already. You know, he's already put the feelers out there and seen what's kind of the market that you know for him, and it's. I don't think it's going to be very good. Yeah um he i mean he's just a turnover machine he's had he's put up some decent numbers you know he gets touchdowns he gets yards but just so many costly turnovers uh, not just interceptions but fumbles as well i don't see what team would really pick him up other than maybe just a stopgap for another year or two until they find the guy that they want so uh i see it maybe being him not being resigned for you know a couple months or something or you mm-hmm. know maybe deep into free agency but I do see him actually re-signing with the Buccaneers. I
0: love it. I love it. Leonard Williams, defensive end for the Giants. Now, obviously, he was traded from the Jets to the Giants this year. This was this could be a big payday for somebody that stepped into the position and did really well for the second half of the season. Uh, free agent or re-sign?
1: They have to re-sign, and the trade was ridiculous in the first place. It didn't make any sense, to the trade for him and what they did. And then they... Uh, Excuse me, they restructured his contract or something. It it, it just wasn't – it made no sense. um, So they they put too much in him to not re-sign him. I mean, he still is only, I think, 25 years old. So he's him to a three-, four-year deal. He's not a bad player. He just doesn't get the sacks. He has a really good pressure rate, but he just doesn't get the sacks. And he's not a bad run stopper too, clearly. He's a big, big guy. So Agreed. Uh, Still could be an asset
0: agreed uh Corey littleton linebacker for the rams now i'm gonna go i'll go first on this one i think he will be let go because they're gonna have to make a lot of they're gonna have to make a lot of room for jalen rams if they're gonna pay him and i can tell you right now if they don't pay him this year and tag him they're not gonna get him next year i can promise you promise you promise you that um so i think Corey littleton will unfortunately be one of those players on the outside looking in your thoughts
1: same Nope, you're 100 percent right. You hit it right on the head. Uh, I just don't see them resigning him and then paying. They gotta they gotta pay J- Jalen Ramsey right off the bat so they can they're at you know cap wise after that. Exactly.
0: You're a hundred. You're a hundred percent right.
1: Yeah, because they they're not gonna be able to do anything until he gets paid. And like you said, if they put the franchise tag on him, he probably won't sign it. In my opinion, well, I bet you he won't even sign it. He'll ask for. It'll end up being a sign and trade. Uh, at the in the middle of the the, of of the preseason or the end of the preseason
0: see now he didn't that'll be interesting to see what happens because he did say if they franchise tagged him, he would sign it for this year but all bets would be off next year and that's what's got me thinking that but i like i like the way you're thinking about it because at the end of the season he was calling out teammates he was really pissed off He's finding playoffs, out that yep. he's finding out that things aren't much different different than they were in Jacksonville. Outside of having a crazy old man running the organization, it's not much different. He's going to be dealing with the, the same thing. Uh, Sixteen. Yep. We have a p- most likely future Hall of Fame quarterback in Philip Rivers. Um, do you see him there next year?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. He'll he'll retire a Charger. Um, I forget what record they were this year. If you could look that up for me, right quick. Yeah. Um. I, I think that they're gonna have probably a top fifteen pick. So yes, they will. Okay, so I mean they could look for Tua. Maybe Tua will drop to him. Five and eleven. Um, I'm not sure. You said what what pick?
0: They were they they finished five and eleven.
1: Five and eleven. Oh, so they yeah. have a they? They're
0: a top in top ten. 10 pick, correct.
1: Yeah. Okay. So wow. Yeah. I mean they could take Tua. Let him sit. Let him recover uh you know work out build you know after he recovers let him build up some muscle and, and things like that and get him ready to go um and then when phillips you know you know it's going to be soon he's going to be yeah. hanging up the uh, hanging up the cleats so that's definitely an option uh, but no I, they, they're definitely going to resign him for another year
0: and then as far as his receiving core hunter henry number 15 tight end I feel like this is a really tough situation because this is somebody that has continuously gotten hurt to the point where they had to bring Antonio Gates back in order to just consistently have a tight end game. I don't know that they, if they're going to bring Hunter Henry back, and it's not because they – it's not it, – it's going to be tough because I don't think – Hunter Henry is probably going to ask for more money than they're going to want to pay him because he hasn't – he's been good, but only when he's on the field, and that's the problem when he's on the field. Exactly. So I, no, I think I mean, he actually hits free agency because they don't get a deal done.
1: I think the same thing, Wes. I, I really do. Uh, again, the injuries, which been, he's been a great player when he's in, but the injuries. So, I mean, unless he takes a hometown discount to stay with the Chargers and this and that, I don't – I mean, he, he's going to be able to get more money elsewhere. Somebody, some team, the Dolphins or the Jags, somebody will there's overpay there's a bunch of, ja- need, yeah. the bunch
0: of teams that need a tight end, absolutely.
1: So, I, I, yeah, that one's tough, but I believe he'll –
0: Let's also not forget there was a tight end that, in my opinion, is going to be a massive sleeper right now. That, uh, and it's crazy because they just won the national championship. But Thaddeus Moss, I think, is going to be a great tight end, and he's going to be like a day two pick, in my opinion. Now, obviously, you have the off season program and combine, but right now, I think Thaddeus Moss is a name to remember. I mean, he's the son of Randy. He was very good. I think he will be a sleeper tight end for somebody to pick up in somebody like San Diego, or sorry, Los Angeles. Might not have a problem with bringing somebody like that in, especially on the cheap. Brandon Sheriff, Redskins offensive lineman, we all remember him getting drafted. I've uh, been pretty damn good. I, I got to think with what's been going on with Williams, you got to get Sheriff back.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, with with the, the since Ron Rivera became the head coach, he's fired the training staff, um, so they'll have a whole new training staff. So Dwayne Haskins has already been on the. Crew recruitment of bringing Trent Williams back <laughs> uh, to playing. And uh, so we'll see if that works out. That's going to be a tough one, man. if Trent Williams co- announces, he comes back, I believe sheriff sheriff will come back. And, uh, but other than I, it's going to be tough, man. If, if, he doesn't believe in, in these changes, and, he, I mean, he just might want to get the heck out of here.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, He's been, yeah, exactly, you're exactly right. New regime, Ron Rivera, and, and with Rivera, it's either you want to play for us or get the hell
1: out. Exactly. It's a toss-up for him. So he might stick with it and believe in the new regime and believe in what Ron Rivera has to say and everything else, and... Stick around, but uh, in my opinion, I think he probably wants to get the heck out of D.C.
0: Number 13, Joe Thune, Patriots starting left guards who have never missed a game and just earned second all-team pro honors will get paid huge money in the open market. He'll be a tough sign for the Patriots in order to keep him. Do you think th- I, I think this deal gets done. I think this deal gets done. I, I, Patriots know who to keep when they want to, but it's going to have to be under their price tag, not his.
1: Yeah, I think he'll definitely stay. I mean, the Patriots always get these guys under the uh, the team-friendly deals, and I think he'll sign like a longer, maybe five, you know, five-year deal, maybe even a six-year deal, um, maybe a little bit more guaranteed money, but uh, definitely still a, a lesser deal than on the, any other team, most likely. Yep. But this that deal's gotta be done. Yes. It's gotta be done.
0: Speaking of getting done, this this to me right now, where I'm looking at, and I mean, so far, of all the ones we've heard so far, this will be the most important signing in my opinion. Byron Jones, cornerback of the Cowboys. This deal has to get done for the Cowboys. It has to get done. I think he is probably one of the top he's a top ten a top five corner at worst. Um he he needs to get re signed. What's your thoughts?
1: Okay. Well let me just throw this in there uh, another quick update Bobby Bobby with the text message uh, he thinks uh Jason Garrett was a was a good hire yep um,
0: I'm reading it as we speak
1: yes sir yes sir I yep. thought that was uh, I thought that was good I thought that was good as well Bobby but, uh, yeah anyway yep. anyway yeah Byron Jones uh back into <laughs> Bobby's cowboys here um no, he he was he came back from that hip surgery and uh, played phenomenal. So th- that's another deal that they got to lock up, whether it be a short term or long term. Uh, give the man his money.
0: Number eleven, A.J. Green, gone, D- gone. I-, I think this is another tag situation, but I think to what you're saying, I think I don't think he'll sign it. I think they'll tag him, but I don't think he'll sign it. And and it would be best for Zach Taylor and Coach just to let him go. And find somebody else, but I, who knows? Maybe with I, Burrow, maybe he's willing to come around for, but maybe he'll sign the tag just to see the feel out Burrow, you know, Burrows, cause he's going to get paid well that year. You know, he's had a whole year off.
1: I, I don't think, I don't think that, I think it'll be, if any, it's either he's going to be gone or he's going to sign a long-term deal and retire, and pretty much retire a Bengal. Gotcha. I think he'll either believe in Joe Burrow and, and, and that whole thing and they, they hit it off and they start throwing the ball in the off season here and and like I said, you know, they, they kick it off together. Then, you know, he might go ahead and say, you know what? I've been here, what, nine, nine years, uh, 10 years. You know, let me sign a four or five year deal, four year deal, or, and, and let me retire a bangle, you know, or get, you know, get to it. And it it's tough. That, That's uh, a tough at one. first, I thought he was going to, uh, at first, I just said gone, but now I'm thinking about it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's a sticky yeah, one. It's
1: kind of back and forth.
0: Agreed. Justin Simmons, number 10, safety for the Broncos. Now, Simmons blossomed under uh, Broncos coach Vic Fangio, who should be eager to retain the second-team All-Pro. I think this deal gets done. I think this gets done.
1: That's an easy one. That deal gets done. Yep. There's, there's no reason why it shouldn't.
0: Number 9, the future Hall of Famer, the Super Bowl champion quarterback, Tom Brady. Does he remain a New England Patriot? Now, before you answer, before you answer, he just sold his home in Connecticut and they and his suite in the in the New England Patriots stadium was was cleaned out as well. Your take.
1: My take on that is the stadium part gets swept out every single Love season. It. Okay? Yeah. Uh the the home in Connecticut, guess what? Cuz he built like a, a 30 million dollar another home in Connecticut. So he's still right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going anywhere, guys. He's not going nowhere. Like, come on, who who is it? They don't have anybody to. Uh, the Brian Hoyer is their backup. You know what I mean? They don't have anybody to take over. Even if they draft somebody this year, they don't have a top pick. So, you know, come on, but he, he's coming back at least for another year. Um, you know? and then we'll we'll take it. We're, we're it is year by year with him, but yes, he's going to be back next year. I think with the Patriots.
0: I'm not there yet. I'm not sold on it yet. I'm like forty-nine fifty-one on it right now. But I think if he's going to go anywhere, it's going to be two places. And I'll tell you why. Oh, gosh. And I'm going to keep this really quick. So if he doesn't stay with New England, which right at this point I do think he will. I agree with you. And the big, the big tipping point for me is the fact that most of the coaching vacancies have been filled, all the head coaching vacancies, and McDaniels is still not hired anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Correct. he's staying is huge. Um, but if he were to go anywhere else, it would be two places. One, Miami. Now you say, why Miami? Miami's coming together. He's got coaching staff there that he knows well. Um, and it's a hotspot location. Now Brady at 43 is going to be thinking more towards the business side of his life as opposed to the football side. And and he's a smart man. So I think that that would be a good place for him too. And this would kind of contradict what you were saying in earlier with the Chargers. Phillip Rivers leaves and they bring in Tom Brady. And why? Because L.A., hotbed market, great place for him to be works there. A
1: new stadium.
0: Brand new stadium. What better way to lead in your, your your brand new Chargers and get that stands filled up big time than bringing in a Super Bowl quarterback like Tom Brady? Just a thought. But I, I agree with you. I do think he stays, but it is damn close for me. Number eight, and I, I think this, will, this guy will stay as well in my opinion, Drew Brees.
1: Yeah, he's going to stay. Okay. I don't even go I, further. Yeah,
0: that's it. Number seven. This is a tough one. I'm going to let you take the start on this one. Number seven, Yannick Ngakwe, Jags.
1: Bro, this one's tough, man. Uh, I mean, the only reason why I say it's, it's tough is because of just the money that you know you're gonna have to pay him. It's gonna mm-hmm. be a big price tag. So, uh, he didn't come out. He didn't have this, his best season this past year, right? Uh, but he still had a pretty decent season. You know, eight sacks. You know, it's not that bad. No. Um, by any means so it's going to be tough i think they're going to get the deal done defensive line and offensive line or where it's at in the nfl you have to build those two to have success to to be able to pass to be able to you know to be able to do anything starts at the lines
0: i agree with you i think the deal gets done i think yannick's actually going to get a little bit more than he's worth personally because of everything that's been going on within that organization i think that uh Dave Caldwell came out right after the end of the season. They're talking about offseason season priorities, and he said the number one priority we have right now is re-signing Yannick Ngakwe. It's a huge sign. It needs to get done ASAP. you got to get him done. But if you do lose him, it's not in the, the world. You drafted Allen. He's proven he can be a stud, but that does affect his ability to get to that to the to the quarterback because he's not going to have Ngakwe on the other side to help him out. Six, Ryan Tannehill, Titans.
1: They're going to re-sign him.
0: I You're
1: agree. gonna let Mario to go, I, I, uh, or do whatever they got to do with him. I don't know if he's got one more year or whatever. I'm gonna tell Mario, I think it was nah, his I think last year. He's done. The deal. Yep. So yeah, they're gonna re-sign him uh, probably on a three, four-year deal, something like that. Probably three years, a bunch of guaranteed money, all guaranteed. Yep. Um, he played really well for them, so is playing really well.
0: I personally think he's gonna get re-signed, but I also personally think he's gonna end up getting overpaid. But that's kind of how the league is right now. So I do, yep. th- I do think the deal gets done. He's gonna get a Nick Foles type deal, like like you said, like a four-year deal, a lot of guaranteed money, if not all of it guaranteed, kind of like Kirk Cousins. I agree with you a hundred percent on that. Number five, Bruce Arians said of this of a Shaquille Barrett after his career year, he ain't going nowhere. No player outside of Ryan Tannehill made himself more money with this performance this year. Shaq Barrett. Staying, I would assume. So I'm gonna say yes. Dang,
1: staying, staying. The Buccaneers have all the money in the world. Yep. They're gonna pay. They're gonna give it all to him.
0: Jadavion Clowney. Now the Seahawks agreed not to use the franchise tag on Clowney when they traded for him, meaning he shouldn't have to accept anything less than being one of the highest-paid defenders in football, if not the highest.
1: Yeah, that's tough. I don't believe. Uh, I don't believe him being the highest-paid. I don't either. He, he just doesn't have the. In- I mean, he, he's always injured, so. He's always missing games. When he's healthy, he's phenomenal. He plays great. He plays through some of his injuries. But, um, I mean, he is—he should be paid as the top 15 linebacker. Um, but because of the injuries, it's not going to be – it shouldn't be. It, it most likely will be if it's not the Seahawks. Um, it'll be – Probably top-end money, though.
0: Shouldn't he'll be. Yeah, he, I don't think he'll get paid top-five money if he stays with the Seahawks, but I think if he goes somewhere else, he will.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Number three, we're getting into our top three of our top 25 free agents via NFL.com. Number three, Amari Cooper, Cowboys.
1: Yeah, this one I think is uh, – I think he's going to get the franchise tag because they got to get uh, Prescott's on. Yep, I agree so with you. So get he- Dax on – uh, I don't. I mean, they got so much money tied up in everybody else. Their offensive line, Jalen Smith, Zeke. So I don't think they're gonna have a choice but to franchise tag him.
0: I agree with you there. I think the exact same thing. They're gonna have to do it. They do not want to be going against 31 teams to try and get Amari Cooper. They have to tag him. Um, He's of the three between him, Zeke, and and Dak. Obviously, the Zeke deal already got done. Omari was kind of the more relaxed of the three about getting his deal done. He said, I know I'm going to make my money. I'm not really worried about it. Number two, Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Jones. Big time. I think this deal gets done. I think this deal gets done. I think he goes back to the Chiefs. Again, another situation where he's definitely going to get overpaid. But I think he does remain a Chief for a long-term deal.
1: Yeah, I, b- I believe the same thing. He, he's he's a monster. He, he's probably pretty underrated. I don't mean I don't really hear too many people talking about Chris Jones, but uh, very good lineman.
0: And finally, number one, Dak Prescott. Signed. Yeah, I mean done. Time. Yeah. Jerry Jones will tell me how yeah. much money you need, and he's gonna write it. I mean, he yeah, loves exactly. the kid. Uh, it's a matter of Steve Jones getting the job done uh, for his pops, and I think this deal gets done no problem.
1: Yep, no, I, I mean, 100% agree with you, Wes. I mean, there's, that one's probably pretty easy. I mean, you know what you got with him. He's not, I, I believe, his start to the season is what he really can be, as long as they they keep it everything together, everybody stays healthy, and you know, I really think that can be a top top ten, solid top ten, maybe top flirting, you know, top five quarterback in the league.
0: Yep, I agree with you, man. I I agree with you 100%. I think he will get re-signed, and they will get that done and get rolling on the right path with Mike McCarthy. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Extra Point. We're going to go ahead and end it here. We'll be back next week to talk about our two Super Bowl teams, one of the four left, the Titans, the Packers, the 49ers, or the Chiefs. One of those – or two of those four will make it to the Super Bowl, and we'll be discussing it next week. For Matt, I'm Wes. This has been The Extra Point. Have a good one.
1: Peace. Tschüss.